Here the old gods are dead. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, I have something to talk about. <laughs> Hi, this is the Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we have so That's much That's a good way to start room. a podcast. <laughs> I, I'm starting to talk about funk fuck. <laughs> monetize. What can I monetize today? Um, <laughs> no, because it's really difficult in winter because it's not as if I'm going and doing like really fun things in the sun. I'm like, I'm about to tell you I went to a museum. Like, is that entertaining for you? Do you like that? I mean, they're listening to like a history podcast, so it probably is, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at this time of year, I just get more boring and boring and boring. And what about it? Them's the breaks, kid. Um, I've been rewatching Girls and I can't stop calling people kid because of how he calls her kid. Who, Adam Driver? Yeah. Is that what he says? I, it's been that long since I've even like seen a highlight for girls. I think he's saying kid, I don't know. <laughs> I can't hear what he is ever saying. What's his name? I just said it and I've forgotten it. Adam, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I cannot yeah. hear a fucking thing he says. Sorry, my dog's at my bedroom door and she wants in. sir a few words (laughs) Um, so basically I come feel like a long line of women who have funny dreams and (laughs) I normally Denny I normally Denny remember my dreams whatsoever but I've had two really strange dreams in the last couple of weeks and since we're I hate to remind everybody on the precipice of a recession I thought I would bring up this one so I had a dream where I was at some kind of like wildlife reserve or a zoo or a safari park or something and can I, can anybody remember the Chewett's dinosaur they kind of rebranded him and he looks ugly dinosaur or a dragon it's some kind of reptile yeah scaly they've rebranded him and he looks really fucking ugly but like remember the one for like the late 90s early 2000s 
him so i was at this wildlife reserve and he was there and he was the last sea species appeared for one other chewitz dragon or dinosaur that was out there and it was my mission to reunite him with the other chewitz dragon or dinosaur so that they could save their species but it just really made me think because i text liam and he was like chewitz are gonna fold and like this is the <laughs> this is the prophecy <laughs> that has been foretold and i was like no like seriously so i just wanted to get it for posterity that if chewitz fold i did predict it because i've not heard anything about them since they rebranded the dinosaur i mean you said that and then i was in i think it's called food warehouse or something it's kind of like iceland on steroids i want to say <laughs> sounds close <'Cause> <laughs> it's, it's all the iceland stuff but it has like so much more anyway i was in there and i, I saw chewitz Chewitz for the first time in forever but also I feel like a something being there is kind of like the kiss of death when it comes to confectionery like that's your last stop <laughs> before you're what gone. Is it, what is it called um, when you hear about something for the first time ever and then you start seeing it everywhere maybe that's why you know it's the Chewitz because I brought them up and you, if that's I hadn't have done that what even it, this is such a fucking riveting conversation yeah so that was so wild for me but like, obviously, yeah, you're right. I was never looking for chips before, but I did buy them and they hold up. I like when you like are eating something and you get like jaw fatigue from eating it, but you can't stop eating it. Like, you know, when your <laughs> cheeks are like just under mm. your cheekbone. I love that. I was going to, I was going to, speaking of, I was going to watch Jawbreaker last night. Classic. <laughs> a was very a really classic film. <laughs> very classic. But instead I've been rewatching Yellow Jackets. Everybody... Go and watch Yellow Jackets. If he's want my Amazon Prime password, I've just bought season one. I can pass it about if he's want. It's so good. Liam, you love it. Please watch it so we can talk about Sun. Has it been cancelled? No, you're hanging in the wilds. Oh, I knew there was something that you liked that was cancelled. Thanks for bringing it up, though. I seen your face there. You were like, I knew there was something painful that I wanted to taunt you with. <laughs> Speaking of revisiting things, you know how I, I notoriously hate June. So even though I disliked the film, I gave another attempt at reading the book. So brave of you. It, it's pretty good so far. However, it is like shockingly exactly like the film. <laughs> like so far, <laughs> I'm like 17 chapters in and I'm like, every single one of these things pretty much happened in the film. And I was like, maybe it was a long film for a reason. <laughs> it's a lot of filler. It's a lot of filler. Um, yeah. Fantasy films should know where to cut it crap though oh Mm. that was my issue with the the dune film it was just so fucking long and nothing really happened like i can they were world building and you need to world build but you don't need to world build for three hours yeah that's my issue and my issue with it as well is like you have less world building you need to do when you're using visuals as well <laughs> like there are, so many things, there are so many things you can just show people you don't need to say it speaking of reading books here's a segue to get off my mary queen of scots hype i thought i would like do like a cool down with like uh, a fairy tale and since Liam is busy this week, I thought I'd treat him. Yeah, I'm graduating <laughs> tomorrow. Just so everyone yeah. knows. Send me congratulations and money. Buy What's a that t-shirt thing? or something. I'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> oh, t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, someone won the t-shirt thing. I've been meaning to message them today. But Craigus, if you're listening to this, you won the t-shirt. 
<laughs> DM us and we'll get some for free. That being said, though, for a fun little girly episode to mourn Mary Queen of Scots, <laughs> we are going to date a little fairy tale. Right, so we'll take a wee break and I'm going to tell you about Thomas the Rhymer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Thomas Erseldoun, better remembered as Thomas the Rhymer, was a Scottish laird and reputed prophet for Erlston. And there's a whole fairy tale that goes along with how he became a poet and a prophet. So here we go. I'm going to get into like proper fairy tale speech. Mm-hmm. The way that I had to edit this so much because it's like <laughs> the thoust and thus. Please read it like that, please. There is some bits that I've left in where it had to be left in. But if you're like, why is Rebecca talking funny? <laughs> That's why. Um, I feel like we're all used to that by now. <laughs> me when I make a TikTok, please. Please, it works. Please. <laughs> Stop believing me. I believe myself enough. Oh my God. One time I made a TikTok and somebody just went, that accent. <laughs> and then I was going to fight the person in the comments and Becca wouldn't let me. That video got like fucking 20,000 likes, so... If you've ever came to this podcast for TikTok, did you get surprised that it is no, just me <laughs> speaking really dramatically into my mic like Scotland? <laughs> DM us. <laughs> let me let they're me tell how you got here. They're not listening uh, anymore. <laughs> anyway, so 
Uh, all the young men in Scotland in the 13th century, there was no one more gracious and handsome than Thomas Lerman, Laird de Castle Ersheldoun near the borders. Well, if this was the 21st century, he'd have a rival. That being me. <laughs> <laughs> one sunny day, Thomas left his tower and went wandering into the woods that lay about the Huntley Burn. And he threw himself down at the root of a tree to watch the living things around him because he was girly and he liked things like that. <laughs> he had this like, pen with the fluffy top on it and he was writing down his notes, putting <laughs> his feet. <laughs> uh, as he lay there, he heard the trampling of a horse as it forced its wife through the bushes. And looking up, he saw the most beautiful lady that he had ever seen riding towards him on a great horse. She wore a hunting dress of silk, the colour of fresh spring grass, and her hair was rippling gold, and on her head was a crown of precious stones. So this woman comes riding along on her horse, and her horse's reins are made of beaten gold, and they're all hung with silver bells, so that when she rode along, she made a sound like fairy music. Stephen X. (laughs) (laughs) It's given Sisters of the Moon. You hear like... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that song is about a Welsh witch. This is kind of close. There were only like two countries. You're you're getting really warm, actually. (laughs) So on seeing Stephen X on the horse, Thomas feels that he should kneel at the side of the path and worship her because he assumed that she might be the blessed virgin herself. But when the Mm. rider comes closer, she understands his thoughts so she can like read his mind and she shakes her head sadly and kind of laughs and she's like I am not the blessed lady you think I am men call me queen but it is of a faraway country for I am the queen of fairyland and not the queen of heaven. Yeah she did it a warning Everybody go yeah. cleanse their rooms. We're going to be talking about the fae. <laughs> it seemed when she say when she see, says to Thomas that she's the queen of the fairies that it is actually true because as soon as she says that, it's like a spell comes at him and it makes him throw away all caution and common sense. But I actually think it might just be because she's sexy. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> um, and his eyes come out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, he knew that it was dangerous for mortals to meddle with the fae, but he was so entranced with the lady's beauty that he begged her to give him a kiss and she obliged and they had a little kissy and as soon as their lips meet an awful change comes over the woman her beautiful dressy silk fades away leaving her clad in a long grey gown the colour of ashes and her beauty seemed to fade away also and she grew old and worst of all her abundant yellow hair went grey before his very eyes and thin and she saw Thomas's terror and burst into thitsy laughter this really reminded me of that scene in The Shining where Jack Torrance kisses (sighs) the woman in the bathroom and she turns all old nodding in agreement nodding in agreement like as soon as I read it I was like is that like a trope do you think it's yeah I guess it is it's also in Game of Thrones (laughs) oh aye so it is aye must be remember when we used to talk about game of thrones every week no i can't because it actually upsets me too much it traumatizes me anyway (laughs) she is cackling because she's revealed that she's actually a (laughs) hag and she says i am not so fair to look on now as i was at first but that matters little for thou hast sold thyself to be my servant for seven long years for who kisses the fairy queen must go with her to fairyland and serve her till time has passed yeah because the kiss is a contract right in like demonology 
Thomas falls to his knees and begs the queen for mercy, but is fallen on deaf ears, and the fairy queen only laughs at him and just goes away and gets her horse and brings it up and is like, right, well, she's mother. <laughs> get she's on. Mother. She says, no, no, you asked for the kiss, and now you must pay the price. So dally no longer and mount behind me, for it is well time that I was gone. With many a sigh and a groany terror, Thomas mounts finder <laughs> on the horse and they gallop off. <laughs> they left the land of the living behind and came to the edge of a great desert that stretched to the edge of the far horizon when the queen abruptly stopped her horse and she says now descend to the earth Thomas and lay your head on my knee and I will show you hidden things which cannot be seen by mortal eyes oh my god <laughs> yeah, no. so Thomas dismounted and rested his head on the fairy queen's knee and then when he looked over to the desert again everything had changed and he now saw three roads lying across the desert which hadn't been there before and she says, listen, and I will tell you where these free roads lead to. The first road is broad and even and easy, and there will be many who choose to travel on it. But though it looks like a good road, it leads to a bad end, and the folk that choose it repent their choice forever. And the second road is narrow and hindered by forns and briars, and there are few who care to ask where it leads. But did they ask? Maybe more of them might be stirred up to set along it, for that is the road of the righteous. And although it is hard, it ends in a glorious city. So we're kind of getting like a heaven and hell kind of deal here. Yeah. And it's like, if you choose the path of the righteous, it might be hard, but it's worth it. And if you choose to take the easy route, you'll sin and you'll go to hell. This is one of the kind of Scottish fairy tales that has been Christianized. Yeah. And then she goes on to explain where the third road is. And she says, the third road, the bonny road that runs up the brae amongst the ferns, leads to where no mortal knows. But I can where it leads. It leads to fairyland. <laughs> and that's the road that we'll be taking. Verbatim, that is what was said in the story. But I can't. It is actually. She says, and the third road, the bonny road that runs up the brae amongst the ferns, leads oh, okay, to where no mortal kens, but I ken where it leads. And I'm like, because I say like, ken all the time, but when I was reading it in this, I was like, this sounds really forced. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose to say it once. Yeah, that is, that's a valid criticism. But yeah, I forgot this was a Scottish fairy tale when I said she does not say that. And I'm like, wait, that's valid. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, if you ever hope to see your Tower of Ersaldun again, take care of your tongue when we reach our journey's end and speak no single word to anyone but me. For the mortal who opens his lips rashly in Fairyland must bide there forever. So they set off down the road to Fairyland and the ferny road that they're taking wasn't actually as nice as it first looked. And they hadn't been riding on it very long when it led them into a narrow ravine which went down under the earth where they, there was no light to guide them and the air was dank and heavy. They were in Edinburgh dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> they were um, in Edinburgh. That's it, they were in <laughs> there was a sound of rushing water everywhere and the horse dived right into it and it crept up cold and chill first over Thomas's feet and then over his knees and if he hadn't been holding on tightly to the fairy's dress he probably would have drowned but all things be they good and bad pass in time and the darkness began to lighten and the light grew stronger until they were back in the sunshine Thomas kind of bucked up some courage if sorry's kind of like shiting himself and grabbing on tightly to the fairy queen being like daily go with me please 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 when you were in the dark so when he's in the light he kind of like he's feeling a wee bit better he's feeling a wee bit more himself 
and he looks up to see that they're riding through a beautiful orchard where apples and pears and dates and figs and wineberries grew in great abundance. And his tongue was so parched and dry, he felt so faint that he longed for some fruit to restore him and he stretched at hand to pluck some of it, but the queen turned her saddle and slapped him. (laughs) 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 And said, there is nothing safe for you to eat here, save an apple, which I will give to you soon, but if you touch anything else, you will be cursed to remain in Fairyland forever. That classic line that she just keeps saying. (laughs) So poor wee Thomas has to restrain himself the best he could until they ride upon some apples and the fairy queen plucks him one and hands it to him and she says, this I can give you and I do it gladly for these apples are apples of truth and whoso eateth them gaineth this reward that his lips will never more be able to frame a lie. Thomas took the apple and ate it and forevermore a spell of truth rested on his lips and that is why after years men called him True Thomas. They only had a little way to go after this before they came in sight of a magnificent castle and the queen said, yonder is my abode, pointing to it proudly. There dwells my lord and all the nobles of his court. As my lord has a temper and shows no liking for any strange man he sees in my company, I pray, both for your sake and mine, to utter no word to anyone who speaks to you. And if anyone should ask me who and what thou art, I will tell them you are dumb so that you will pass unnoticed in the crowd. And Thomas is kind of just like, uh, all right. <laughs> With these words, the lady raised her hunting horn and blew a loud, piercing blast. And as she did, a marvelous change came over her again, for her ugly, ash covered gown dropped off of her and her grey hair vanished and she once more appeared in her green riding skirt and mantle and her face grew young and fair. I really thought you were going to say her ugly ass fucking dress. <laughs> <laughs> that time we probably busted off that time uh, the fairy queen like busted off um, <laughs> yeah so she got rhinoplasty and such and then what so Thomas glanced downwards and found that his rough country clothes had been transformed into a suit of fine brown cloth and that his feet wore satin shoes Need. so immediately the sound of the horn rang out and the doors of the castle flew open and the king hurried out to meet the queen and he was accompanied by a, such a number of knights and ladies and minstrels and page boys who paid no attention to Thomas. Everyone seemed very glad to see that their queen was back again and they crowded into the great hall in her train and she spoke to them all graciously and allowed them to kiss her hand. Then she passed with her husband to a dais in the very far end of the huge apartment where two thrones stood and on which the royal pair seated themselves to watch the revels which now began. And poor Thomas stood far away at the other end of the great hall, feeling very lonely and sorry for himself yet fascinated by the extraordinary scene that he was gazing upon yeah I feel bad for him him. he's just been like dragged to do this for no reason just Mm. because he wanted a kissy you're going to see why (laughs) this is mere pointless in a second so Thomas is standing and he's watching and he's amazed all the fine ladies and courtiers and knights were dancing in one part of the great hall and there were huntsmen coming and going in another part carrying in great antlered deer which had been killed in the chase and throwing them down in heaps on the floor where there were rows of cooks standing beside ready to cut up the dead animals and cook them. So this is a 
big party. We've got dancing. We've got um, disembodying going on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the same area. A lot of cross contamination actually. <laughs> so apparently, it was such a fantastic scene that Thomas took no notice of how much time had flew by, but he stood and gazed and gazed and never spoke to anybody. And this went on for three days. He never moved. He just stood oh there gazing, covered in piss. <laughs> so he was her cuck, or. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. This is getting um, very like, like gross. This is the least weird fairy tale that I could find to tell you. You'll see why I'm choosing to tell you in a minute. So, after three long days, the queen rose from her throne and stepping down from the dais, crossed the hall to where he was standing. And she said, it's time for you to leave, Thomas, if you ever wish to see the fair castle of Erseldun ever again. Thomas looked at her in amazement and said, you spoke of seven long years, lady and I have been here but three days. The Queen smiled and said, Time passes quickly in Fairyland, my friend. You think that you have only been here for three days, but it has been seven years since we two met, and now it is time for you to go. I would like your presence with me longer, but I dare not, for your own sake. For every seventh year, an evil spirit comes from the regions of darkness and carrieth back with him one of our followers, whoever so he chooses, and you're a good fellow, and I fear that he might choose you. So as I would be unwilling to let harm befall you, I will take you back to your own country this very night. And once more, they were on the horse and they booted it out of there. So they probably could have done with no explaining that whole part. <laughs> <laughs> this but is giving like Dune. <laughs> it is. There's a little world building going on for this thing that's coming up right now. It is a Tam like party though. That sounded fun. I think we've yeah, all been in afters like that though where it was like I've only been here a couple hours and it's like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Who among us? So Just me. They, they get on the horse and they return to the Elden Tree near the Huntley Burn and the Queen is saying her goodbyes to Thomas and as a parting gift he asks her to give him something that would let people know that he had really been to Fairyland and she said I have already given you the gift of truth I will now give you the gifts of prophecy and and poetry so that you will be able to foretell the future and also to write wondrous verses and besides these unseen gifts here is something that mortals can see with their own eyes it is a harp that was fashioned in fairyland fare thee well my friend someday perchance i will return to get you again and with um, these words the lady vanished and thomas was left alone and feeling a little bit sorry for himself once more because parting with such a radiant being and coming back to the ordinary haunts of men made him quite sad and that's fair <laughs> if i had been at a party where i was just sitting in the corner and getting pissed on <laughs> covered in animal blood <laughs> i would not be like oh i really wish i was there i'm having serious bomo guys <laughs> you also he's returning back to his castle in the borders that's been empty for seven years and nakon's moved in yeah he's gonna post Anywho. like instagram pictures of the party like take me back so he's in his castle for many a long year and he becomes famed for his poetry and his prophecies which have spread all over <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> how long have you been drawing that <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were uh, on your I... phone and i had to say it in <laughs> no i was like thinking about like the fairy lady and then i thought about talisa and the female boss because she's kind of giggling <laughs> Oh my god. She came in on her horse <laughs> to save pop music and win a Grammy. 
Katy Perry. Once again, this is an audio medium. So <laughs> Liam just held up a piece of paper to his camera that said the female boss, like Talisa's <laughs> tattoo. Talisa for end ups. <laughs> Her and the Fairy Queen, very much alike. Oh my All god. Right. Do you want to hear some prophecies? Yeah, sorry, that was <laughs> <laughs> Where his poetry and his prophecies spreading all over the country, people began to call him True Thomas and Thomas the Rhymer. I can't write down every single prophecy that he has, but I have two. Do you know what a bannock is? It's a type of like old-fashioned bread, bannock. You know, like the big medieval circle bread that has like a cross in the middle of it? That's a bannock. Right, so Thomas has a prophecy that he wrote down that says, The burn of breed shall run through read which the burn of bread shall run full red. So he's meaning bannock burn because it's bed. That's literally what I thought when I was reading that. I was like, (laughs) Peter Reed from Peter Heed is deed, Volvo for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, he's for selling the battle of bannock burn. Uh, Obviously, bannock being a bread, that is what he means by that. And obviously the Battle of Bannock burn, the burn at Bannock would be reddened by the body of the defeated English. What a shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he also foretold the union of the crowns of England and Scotland by saying, a French queen shall bear the sun who shall rule Britain to the sea as near as the ninth degree. <gasps> so he's, this came true in 1603 Mary when King, King James... Son of Mary Queen of Scots became monarch in both countries, and that was entirely <laughs> unplanned. And I just it, it made me feel comforted that I picked this one, and here she is. <laughs> our lady, our die, our lady, our lady who art in heaven. Uh, so he spends about fourteen years with his prophecies and his poetry and his songs that he plays on his wee harp, and people were beginning to forget that Thomas the Rhymer had ever even been to Fairyland. But at last, a day came when Scotland and England were at war, and the Scottish army were resting on the banks of the Tweed, which was not far from the Tower at Ersildoun. And the master of the Tower demanded to make a feast and invite all the nobles and barons who were leading the army to sup with him. The feast was long remembered for the Laird of Ersildoun took care of everyone and everything as magnificent as it possibly could be. That night, after all the nobles had gone to their tents, a soldier on guard in the moonlight saw a white heart and hind moving slowly down the road that ran past the camp. A heart and a hind, it's a male and a female deer, basically. And there was something so unusual about the animals that he called his officer to come and look at them. Another soldier says, there's something uncanny about this. Let us send for Thomas Ersildoun. Perchance he might be able to tell us if it's an omen or not. When he heard the boy's message, the seer's face grew grave and warped. And he says, it is a summons. A summons from the Queen of Fairyland and I have waited long for it. And it has come at last. And he went out and instead of joining the little company of men waiting for him, he walked straight up to the snow white heart and hind and as soon as he reached for them they paused for a moment as if to greet him and then all three slowly moved down a steep bank that sloped into the river and although a careful search was made no trace of Thomas Erseldon was ever found and to this day the country folk believe that the heart and the hind were messengers from the elfin queen who had summoned him back to fairyland and he lived there happily ever after <laughs> is he a real person? yeah so Thomas Erseldon is no. a real person and there's like a real bard called Thomas Rhymer and it's this is the story about how he said he got his powers like he's a real laird like Thomas <laughs> and the there who? is a Thomas the Rhymer Rhymer I don't even know her 
Um, thank you, thank I, you. I just, uh, well, I won what today a uh, popular ballad for the borders called Tam Lin because it's fairy abduction kind of thing, which is like always a good story, but it's no long enough. I would probably get it one day, but it's no long enough. So I wanted to like something to fill your lugs. So. <laughs> thought I would go with this one and also because he's a prophet and next week well next episode we're gonna do the brand seer so I was like I can't even bother getting into that right now so what can I fill yeah. with so I decided to fill with this one and I thought it was quite nice it was a bit and stupid it's perfect, how it's huh? the perfect segue from Mary to the brand seer because there's a wee step in between it's yeah. so nice I actually so felt beautiful. really comforted when she was on the pages. I was like, oh no, Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> um, but yes, apparently Thomas the Rhymer was a real person, or there at least was a Laird in Erseldon, I hope I'm saying that right, <laughs> who did apparently have prophecies and was a bit of a bard. So maybe he just made this up and it stuck, which I appreciate. I'm going to start making things up about myself. <laughs> actually, I already did that. <laughs> <laughs> I just lie <laughs> to see what sticks. Literally, and it's, then people believe it. Like, yeah, it's horrible just, though when you like lie. What a white lie so much because I just lie all the time to my manager specifically. Not about anything <laughs> important, just about random shit. There were one time they were like, "Oh, Rebecca, you must go to um, India," and I was like, "I have <laughs> never been to India." Um, but sometimes I'll get caught in it. Like one time I lied about something, and then I actually got asked about it the other day. I'm not going to say what I lied about because it was actually quite bad. But uh, it got brought up, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and they were like, "Remember when you said?" And I was like, "Oh, that." Uh, <laughs> um yeah no i lie about things like i like say i'm the most beautiful person in the world and then now it's true it yeah, is true prophetic thomas Reimer made up that he went to fairyland and then he actually did they were like you called <laughs> and he was like oh for fucks <laughs> <laughs> that would happen right. to me that's why i'm so careful about saying things like that <laughs> anyway that has been the creepy Wee podcast you can find us on twitter at the creepy Wee pod instagram at the creepy Wee podcast merch is at the creepy Wee podcast.co.uk and then you can email us at the creepy Wee podcast at gmail.com <sighs> welcome to burlesque i couldn't think of a call from burlesque <laughs> i thought you were just gonna go why do we over two three <laughs> uh share actually sponsors this podcast <laughs> it's actually weird if we asked even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.